Punchboard Media, where we all bring something to the table. Pull up a chair at punchboardmedia.com. Hello, and welcome to another episode of Gumbo Live. Here's your host, BJ from Board Game Gumbo. Hey, Board Gamers, BJ from Board Game Gumbo here, back with another episode of Gumbo Live. It's episode number 109, Gumbo Live, the number one Facebook Live talk show dedicated to board gaming at 8.30. Our special guest tonight, Jeremy Howard's coming in from Man vs. Meeple. <laughs> Let's check in and see what he's doing right now. Actually, he's still out there. He's demoing a game called um, Tales of Barbaria. You might remember Julie Ahern came on. And so when he finishes that up, that's up, he is going to join us. But we'll keep checking in on him. Board Game Gumbo is a proud member of Punchboard Media. Check out some of our other fine members like Things of No Interest. If you like painting, solo games, thematic games, and BGG, Board Game Geek History, check out Charles's blog. If you're into Marvel Champions, hey, right now, he's got a whole series of it. So check out Things of No Interest. Punchboard Media, where we all bring something to the table. Hit us up on, special, on social media, on Twitter, or on Facebook at Board Game Gumbo. We'll be looking for your questions in the chat, but I got my buddies here, Verla and Steve. Welcome into the show, man. Hey, guys. Hey. How you doing, BJ? I am doing fantastic. Good so, to see you, Verla. You too. So, Steve and Verla, uh, we've got a little time to kill before Jeremy comes in, and we've been talking off-screen about some of the games that we've been playing, right? Yep. Yeah. So, Steve, you want to go first? Yeah, I'll kick one off. Yeah. Um, we oh, and by the way, there's Thomas Grieve checking in. Hey, what's up, Thomas? Hey, Thomas. How are you? We oh. played a couple of family games on Father's Day, including one that we got to the table for the first time called Bell Roddy. Ooh, and Bell Roddy. This is a hard one to find, I think, in the U.S. This is, it is very cool art. Um, Steve, I saw a couple of different covers. I saw this one, right. the one that you own, and then I saw like a Spanish edition and a couple yep. other editions, all with different and all with the same style of art. All with the same style, but I think they might do different art for the uh, American or English version. I'm not sure. The, the way to, set, to describe this game, very light game. Um, it probably comes across as like a mix of Mysterium, where you're having to guess what someone's intending, perhaps. Sure. And uh, my son also latched onto that as being kind of like Medium. He called it an off-brand version of Medium okay. uh, at the end of things. But, you know, I don't think that was necessarily a slam. The idea is you have these characters. You divide, It's cooperative. You divide the number of people playing basically in half. Half of them become these folks who are the museum curators who want pictures in a particular theme for their museum. The other half become these artists, the owls, who have to choose from their hand of cards paintings that they think will match the theme that comes up. Totally done randomly. So two cards come off the top of the deck, and they might be these two. Mushroom-looking thing and the Eiffel Tower. These come out in front of everybody, and the curators have to say... We want three paintings that fit either of those two themes. And then we look at our hand of cards and we decide among the two of us who are example, who are the owls, could we match those three? You can't tell which ones you want to do. You can only say, I've got a good one. I've got an okay one. I've got, a, uh, I'm really struggling. And you might come up with these three cards as ones that you want to put out as possible themed paintings, thinking cigarettes, maybe smoking in France, thinking maybe... A world traveling. Maybe they, maybe they would latch on to Paris that way. And then maybe 
April in Paris. Maybe you're really struggling for that when you're thinking it's raining in Paris. Mm. But the interesting part of all of this is you don't just put them out. The extra character here is Bill Roddy. And Bill Roddy is the forger. He puts out random paintings that could match up with the theme. And if Bill Roddy sneaks his forgeries through, you, you basically, that's the clock for ending the game. So if these might be the, the cards that Bill Roddy would put out, and we would think, oh, crap, we're really dead. Café au lait. Oh, they're going to latch on to Paris with that one. Oh, even worse, French wine comes out. Um, maybe someone's a big fan of Pulp Fiction. They say, oh, I know what he's thinking. He's thinking Royale with cheese. Royale with cheese. I know what he, he means that. So you're trying to get into the head of somebody else. Bill Roddy might put out the French bicycle as well. And it's all randomly done. Um, and then you turn up all those cards and... The curators now have to look and say, I think these are the three that they meant and which of the themes that it matches to. You get points for every one that you select right of yours. But for every one that Bill Roddy sneaks through, it starts the countdown. If he gets six in, game over. Totally cooperative game, and you're basically trying to compete to get your best score. But you're also trying to lock in and say, I think I know she'd think this way. He so meant that for Paris. But it's cooperative with the competition. Completely, completely co-op, but there's no, the competition is an AI. Bill Roddy's an AI. He just randomly puts out four cards off the top of the deck, and they could be awful. Or just like the example I gave you, they could perfectly match Paris, and you're totally screwed. <laughs> clever, clever little game. That's Marshall checking in. He says he was in Lafayette today, home of the gumbo, and he says we got jambalaya for lunch, and now he's got gumbo at dinner time. Well done, nice. Marshall. Why didn't you stop him off as we could have played uh, unmatched? Dang it. All right. Yep. Yeah, so that's Bill Roddy and cooperative to a point because you're trying to score. You know, it's, com- it's completely cooperative. The Bel- nobody's playing Bill Roddy. Bill Roddy okay. just randomly takes four off the deck, and he's trying to screw with you. But the- everyone who's playing at the table is all on the same team. One of the um, games that I like is, uh, especially with my kids who were younger, was Castle Panic by Fireside mm-hmm, Games. Okay. Mm-hmm, and that yeah. one is ostensibly competitive. And I think it was because it came out at a time when there weren't a lot of cooperative games. Right. Uh, it's cooperative, but you're supposed to take score. I don't really know anybody that does that because I've played the game dozens of times. We've taken score once. The kids yeah. didn't really find it that interesting. They found it more interesting for all of us to cooperate and try to beat the monsters. Is, yeah. is, is the scoring part something that you guys don't care about or is it well, something the, that you take important? The scoring part is the only way to, I guess, kind of know if you did well or poorly. Okay. Um, um, we did poorly. <laughs> oh, wait. So it's not an individual score. It's, it's a no, group it's score. No, it's total group score. Oh, so okay. If, well, that we put, if we put out the three that I showed you and mm-hmm. the team that was picking afterwards, trying to find the real paintings, picked our three and matched them correctly to Paris or the Mushroom, we get three points. Bill Roddy gets nothing. But if they got two right and then Bill Roddy snuck in the Royale with cheese... There's one point for Bel Roddy, and we're, we're moving towards six that ends the game. So really you are picking how many cards can you get through, and our little minimum of nine cards was pretty pitiful, but it was fun. What do you, what do you think, Verla, something that uh, your, game, your game night would like? I am totally interested in that. I think some of my friends up in Eugene would love that too. I think it has a potential chance to stick around because the next day my wife, my better two-thirds, asked me, what was that game we played with the pictures? So there's a chance that either she just wanted to remember the name or maybe it'll come to the table again sometime. Who knows? What's the the time? 
Um, for us, it was the, the first teach. It wasn't that big deal to get the, the hang of things. I would say probably 20 minutes, 30 yeah, minutes. It sounded like about a 20, 30 minute game. Not like a one hour uh, game. No. So you could play it at the start of a night or at the end of a night to wind down. Um, but, but I think you'd really pay off just like in Mysterium or just like with Medium. If you've got somebody that you sync up with, it'll work well. And then it moves, and it moves around the table so you're not always being the painter. Once the round is over, everybody shifts their owl or their cat to the side and it keeps moving around. So you're changing your roles, but you're still always playing together. I like fun. the sound of that even better than Mysterium. I thought so too. That's why Mysterium's no longer with us, and I wanted to try and find this one. Simpler, smaller footprint. Um, yeah. Was this a Dice Man Cometh game? Did they mention it this? Absolutely was. Yeah, Garth, I remember Garth this episode. In my hands. Yep. Okay. They, so rec- that, they recommended it highly as a good filler gateway game. Yeah, I, I do. Right. I, I remember them talking about this game. So, uh, and and I think we've talked about it on the show, or at least you've talked about it on the show mm-hmm. before. So, yep. And that's Bill Roddy. Say again, okay. bro. How old is that game, roughly? I think it's 2017 or 18. Um, I think it says on here 2018 at the bottom in the print. Okay. So that might be, might be a second printing of this, but it's, it's fairly recent, the last couple of years. Well, we know which one of our friends doesn't watch Gumbo Live, Steve and Berla. To- Topher Graves is texting all the saying, Hey, anybody want to play a game? No, no, no. <laughs> No, Bill Roddy actually looks. I, I like little twenty-minute games that are cooperative like that, where you're trying to where you're trying to accomplish something. That actually looks pretty yeah. cool. Um, and I like I like the artwork. I hope they don't change it if they do a new edition because I think it's pretty it's pretty cute. I like the uh, the charming owls and the the rat and the and the cat too. And it's got rats, right? And that's mm-hmm. not something that you normally see. I mean, no. this is thing sort of like our friend Jeremy who loves spiders with his yes. spider game. So any, anytime I can get a picture of Bag of Spiders on, on Gumbo Live, <laughs> I'm going to try to throw it in there. Yeah, so that's, that is Bill Roddy. Uh, designer? Designer is Michael Lote, um, L-O-T-H. And again, I had to come by it through trade. It was not something I was easy, easily able to find. I'm, you might be able to find it in the German market um, or hold off and see if there's going to be a reprint in the English edition. But I've been waiting on that for a year and figured I better go find it. Yeah, I remember Jambalaya talking about this game with you one day uh, on Facebook saying somebody at some point has yes. to pick it up. If not, it's going to defeat Vassal's Law. Are you familiar with Vassal's Law, Verlo? Absolutely. Uh-uh. Steve, Vassal's Law? That is any game that any game that has gone out of print that deserves to not be out of print will come back in print someday. If a game is good enough, somebody's going to print it. And he's not always right. Unfortunately, it's 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 a law that is not completely accurate. A game like Belrati, you know, or a, a Glory to Rome, fantastic yep. game from what they tell me. You just can't find yep. a copy anywhere because right. you know litigation and all this other stuff. So yeah, that is Belrati. I'm excited about that. I liked he, it. BJ from More Game Gumbo, I've got Verla and I've got Steve here. We're waiting on our friend uh, Jeremy Howard to come in, still out there teaching his game. Uh, Verla, you got to play a game that I absolutely love. It's a game I got at Gen Con 2018, I think it was, and I ended up playing like a dozen times over the next year. And that's Coimbra. Tell us about it. Oh, I was playing that on Sunday, and I played it about a year ago um, with a group of friends at a local con. None of us brushed up on it ahead of time. Somebody just grabbed it off the table and was like, why don't we try this? And it was about five and a half hours later. <laughs> um, oh, no. Yeah. So it was kind of relearning. Uh, it was just two player on Sunday with somebody that's more focused and 
read the rules in advance and it was all kind of coming back to me. So, um, gosh, there's so much going on in this game though. You know, there's dice placement and you're trying to obtain cards depending on the dice that you put down. Um, kind of see them pictures there in the different rows you're trying to get uh, there's different people on your cards that have different powers that might be in-game scoring might be things on the spot uh so you're trying to move up four different tracks of what are they money victory points um coin money and then shields that you buy the cards with um then there's in the middle there you've got all these little i think it's monasteries that you're trying to travel around the board to and if you land on one and put your disc on one you get bonuses there um sometimes they're one time sometimes it might be a bonus that goes all the way around there's also some voyages that you can try and fund in uh these cards that go on the bottom of the board and so you're trying to do that there's just a lot going on i think there's like phases a through f i want to say or a through e for sure that you go through isn't that one isn't that one of the cool things about it if you haven't played it in a while if you just follow the steps on that player board a through Mm. f i think it is f yeah it's a really helpful player board like sometimes they're just not that great but that's a really good one um tells you what's going on and it's got your money track for your coin money and your shield money um, then all the cards. So I kind of got slaughtered and my friend that I was playing <laughs> thought that I was going to slaughter him the whole game. He was just like, I don't even know why we keep going because you're going to crush me. And that did not happen. <laughs> I ended up getting stomped in the end, but I still want to play it again. It's one of those where you just feel like, okay, I want to get better at this. There's so much going on, so much to take in, but if you keep doing it, it's just like, I know I'll get better. I know I can do better at this. <laughs> Steve, have you played Coimbra yet? I have not played Coimbra. Would you say that? I mean, it looks beautiful, very vivid. The colors really pop. So would, would you say that it feels like you're doing the things that it says in the game? Or is it really kind of um, more athematic dice work that you're doing? So, so it's ostensibly thematic. It's supposed to be about the history of the city of Coimbra, and it's about the influence. It's you, you're you're not actually playing the king. You're actually playing minor nobles that are out there trying to develop the city by working with the church, working with the nobility, working with the king, which you know represented by the victory points. And I forget the other one is money, right? The or the the purse. Yeah. I what it is. And those four tracks. That being said, and it's beautiful. The art from Chris, Chris mm-hmm. uh, Williams is just amazing. I mean, it, it, in fact, it's when I saw the cover and I saw the inside, I, I had to buy it. It's one of those games that just pops. And I did my research, of course, but I knew I was getting this game. Mm-hmm. So is it thematic? I mean, as thematic as these type of Euros are, right. you know what I mean? Right. Uh, uh, it's it's not really a thematic. Yes, you're supposedly investing in journeys, and there are cards that are played. Yes, mm-hmm. you're moving around this board, and that's that center board that you see with right. all the lines and the colors. That's mm-hmm. ostensibly the countryside with all the monasteries. And every time you visit one, right, Verla, you get these special bonuses, which could be like free money, free moves, or even in-game scoring at the end. Right. In reality, though, it doesn't really feel that thematic. But games like this, games like... Uh, Coimbra or Concordia that are so elegant and so smooth. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I forgive those games because I like those puzzles. Right, right. Ron? Yeah, for sure. And I mean, you're right, BJ, with 
the theme is just kind of, you know, it's there, but it's not something you're really diving into as evidenced by, I wasn't explaining theme to you. I was just like, okay, you do these things, do these things, and there you go. And it's fun. And it's pretty. It's so pretty. But the traveling around the monasteries sort of reminded me a little bit of Orléans. The, the, the playing of the cards and collecting cards reminds you of a million different euros. The, the right. maneuvering of the tracks feels very similar to it, like a Lorenzo. But, but in all honesty, the Italian designers that, that do these uh, Egerspiele games, mm-hmm. I mean, to me, they just make fantastic euros. If you've seen the pictures for Alma Mater that Mike Young has been posting yes. up on, on uh, Facebook, if you haven't seen them yet. What's that? Yeah. I said I saw a few of those. That looks great. I mean, you look at the pictures and immediately you go, Chris Williams Art, the Italian, I forget what they call themselves, the little Italian design group, uh, a cool theme. In other words, Coimbra has a cool theme. It mm-hmm. just doesn't It just doesn't come across when you're playing it. But, right. but yeah. I like that. I mean, look, um, I got into an argument with somebody, I'm not going to name them, but they were like, oh, the pictures and the, and the colors and the paper doesn't really matter. It's all about the engine and the mechanic. No, if this game didn't have all that beautiful art, didn't have that cool monastery track that you're going around visiting, if it was just a poster board where you saw tracks moving up and you move little dice around, you're not going to sell me on that game, and I probably won't ever play it. You know? Not at <laughs> for, all. Yeah. For a game like this, I don't need theme to involve me if the game does a good job of involving exactly. me. And it does. The theme, the theme can help. The theme, the theme right. can sometimes help, or it can sometimes hurt if it really feels totally mismatched, like it's fake, like it's not real. If it's at least doing a, a good enough job putting some gloss on these lovely mechanics, then great. Play a away. rare appearance from our friend Nick Elkins. What's up, Nick? He says, Coimbra is a beautiful game and a fun puzzle. Exactly. I, that, my, if you want my perfect Euro, it's beautifully looking and a great puzzle. And yep. that's and to me that's why Coimbra, you know, was such a good one. So that's Thomas well has a question. Uh, he's played recently won a copy of uh, I think it's pronounced Junta. I always forget how to pronounce. It. I've heard him uh, talk about it on podca- podcasts. Has anyone played it? It looks like a delicious train wreck. I have not heard about it for many years. Anybody? No, but way to sell it, Thomas. Delicious train wreck. I mean, that's yeah, cool. that'd be a cool tagline for a game, right? It's a delicious <laughs> train wreck. Yeah, yeah. no idea. So, so you can see, look, there's, there's one of the, uh, the voyage cards and they're all, they're all gorgeous. They got great art. They all talk about these beautiful cities that are hard to pronounce for, you know, our English tongues. <laughs> the dice are big and chunky and the deci- the decision, Berla, to pick which dice you want, because the dice yeah. that you choose, not only does it relate to the strength, according to the pips, in other words, I'm going to move first. If I pick that uh, big number, I'm going to move ahead of everybody else. But that's also the cost. It's going to cost you. And then it's going to give you back stuff at the end of the turn, depending on the color that you use. So you're you're weighing and balancing all of those things. And then they throw one more twist. One of the areas is the opposite. It goes by lowest to biggest. And it doesn't cost you anything. Oh, it's like, wow, all these things thrown together. Hey, there's Chuck. Chuck, Chuck. You need to play us. We play your style games on Friday nights. One yep. of these days, Chuck, you're gonna have to join with us and, and play. It'd be great. He, he's that close. He's that close to, to flipping. He's, I feel he's it. that close. I feel it. This we'll game looks very interesting. Coimbra looks very interesting. So long as the game has tension, if it's got tension oh, of choices, great. Sometimes you need the theme to give tension of oh, if that monster is going to do something. But if it's got tension of choices, beautiful. BJ, you have the expansion for it, right? 
I do. Um, and, and, and you were kind of underwhelmed, if I recall. Yeah, I'm going to, I'll say it this way. It's an expansion. <laughs> it is an expansion. So what it felt like, and this is, I think it's pretty common. I, I, have no, I don't have any inside information. But what it felt like was an additional element of the game that somebody mm-hmm. in development said, mm, you don't really need. What it does uh, is it, it has these cool little bells that go on the tracks. And I don't, pardon me, I don't remember the exact mechanics because we kind of played it and we were like, oh, yeah. Uh, But if you get to the bells, it does something. There's some kind of little bonus if you can meet meet up with the bells. And it also has one extra set of dice. And, again, those dice help you to move. If I remember right, help you to move the bells around or do something else. So, you know, it's it's interesting, but not something that's necessary. Yeah, when it comes to those kind of expansions, I I kind of sit sit with um, Leon from The Dice Men Cometh that um, I like this game enough. Give me more of this game. Don't change this game. Give me more of this game. Expand the game. Don't, Don't all of a sudden make me think it's now a different game. There he is. Chuck All says right. he's clippable. All right. All right. All right. So that is Coimbra. Looks BJ good. from Work Day Gumbo. I've got Steve and Verla here, but one of you guys I'm going to have to send down to the green room, or maybe both of you, however you want to do that. If you guys want to work the chat room, I've got our buddy Jambalaya, Jeremy Howard, I'm coming in. in. Uh, so let me, yeah, uh, let me send him back. Okay, good. I'll send oh, you down. Oh, you, you leave him, Verla? Okay. Yeah, that's fine. Okay. I was going to suggest you stay. You want I'll go, ch- I'll go check. All right. Why don't you hang around? I've, I've been on with hang around in the past. Then. For a little hang and I'll work check. All right. Okay. So let, me, let me knock this down here and let me bring in our, there he is, the man, the myth, the legend. It's Jeremy Howard. What's up? <laughs> Jeremy. How you doing? How you doing? Jeremy, let me get this right. You just finished a two hour stream and now you're jumping on Gumball Live. This, he, he is the man. He's the man, Verla. We try. We try, man. Try. All right. So for the for the two people in Tanzania who haven't yet met Jeremy Howard, oh, give us the quick elevator pitch. And by the way, this is Verla, just in case you guys haven't met. How you doing, Verla? We were on the show together before. Good evening. Yeah. Uh, we were on the show together a while back. Um, my name is Jeremy Howard. I work with uh, Man versus Meeple. Um, I do a variety of content, but mainly I do live streams, uh, Kickstarter previews, and some reviews that are coming up as well. Visit a lot of podcasts and live shows, of course. Uh, doing a lot of streaming on my own. So you see me around a lot if you're on social media a lot uh, or conventions because I do go to a lot of them. Uh, but, yeah, that's pretty much me in a nutshell. Love to have fun, love hanging out, and I definitely love coming here. One of the first shows that ever invited me on. Uh, always loyal, always thankful. So it's always great to have you back. I got a lot of games to talk about. So we're ready. One of the games that I, that I wanted, I told you I would do this. We were actually simulcasting you <laughs> broadcasting with the thing. I don't know if you could see right there. Oh. Yeah, we, we, we actually had you up so the chat crew could see you uh, oh, okay. playing, playing your game of Tales of Barbaria. Hey, Tales yeah. of Barbaria is getting a little bit of momentum. It's looking looking oh. better and better every day. You know what? That game, and this is the thing, I don't know why that game is not funny because it is such a fun game. And we played, a lot of people have been playing it two-player, and we played it four-player. And I'll tell you what, it is a very aggressive game, like super aggressive. And I love that, like, Everybody's you know smacking around each other. Uh, everybody's like kind of on edge. And Jeremy, who's kind of like not into that type of game, he he was like, "Wow, this is actually really thinky." And I and I, I, I dinged him for saying thinky. First of all, 
it's like one of the one of the you know reviewer buzzwords. It's the board of the day. But but it is you know. But it was. It was like we got to this point where it's like, are you going to waste your you know? Are you going to put your diet to go out adventuring, or are you going to like cover yourself up because Jerry's been a, you know I've been attacking them the whole time and scoring points. So it's like you actually have a lot more choices at higher player counts, and this can play up to five or six people. So if you're talking about six people, you I mean it can get real. You know, attacking like seven, you know, um, like uh, what is that? Paper tails where you can kind of attack left and right. So you got to pay attention. And then there's this other thing out there. So it, it was uh, quite, you know, that's quite interesting at higher player counts too, which is really, really good. But they tried to make the two player at least decent to play with. So I, I, I'm really, really feeling this game. I, I have no problem, you know, saying how I feel about it at all. Um, backed it i backed it so well, i'm glad to see it it's fi- it's finally picking up some steam and some momentum so yeah. we need a bingo card and every time someone says crunchy yeah or thinky or elegant yeah then you can mark yeah. off the bingo Throw card a flag. Throw a flag. <laughs> all yeah. right so let me get that knocked down there and that is uh that's tales of barbaria it's out on kickstarter from our friends julie uh, ahern yeah. at greenbrier games check that out jeremy did a live play right before our show started and it's going to stay up on youtube with man versus me yes right? it is yes it is bj from board game gumbo i have got my guest here jeremy i've also got the board game ambassador verla here oh. to talk about a game that i really enjoyed i actually introduced it to my scout dads verla have you played stop thief from restoration games no, I don't know that one. My wife actually owned the original, and I still have that original copy. But Jeremy and I, Jeremy, I think you had played uh, the original as a kid too, right? Uh, no, I didn't actually. Oh, I did not. I thought I may have, and then I just could not recollect anything like it. I just couldn't. Like I couldn't really couldn't recollect anything like it. So no, Stop, I have not. Stop Thief, though. This is the new reimagined edition from Restoration Games. Oh, there he's got the board out. Nice. Yeah. Nice. So yeah. You have this big old board, and you're looking for thief, the thief. And there are, uh, if you're playing cooperatively, which you can, you can play competitively cooperatively. There'll be four sections in this board. And you'll start out in the middle, and what you're doing is is moving around these little spots here. And if you notice, there's numbers. Well, you can move between each little spot and then the numbers. So there's little gaps in here with little circles, and you have to move around there. But the criminals move between. The numbers, so they just kind of skip spots. And right. Your idea is that you're trying to listen through the app. There's an app. You're trying to listen through the app to find out whether they're walking around. Uh, did they break a window? Did they open a door? Are or they on the street? Right. Are they on the street or are they in the subway? So you're trying to figure out where they are, but you know at least they're in one of these four spots at least in the beginning. So what you're trying to do is is deduce where they are, and sometimes you're just kind of guessing. But you also can get a hint, um, which you can do as well. But what you what you do is you actually get to one of the spots, and as long as you're adjacent to the spot, the number spot, then you can guess. And if you guess the right number, you catch them. But sometimes they commit crimes, all right? So sometimes when they give, commit crimes, that's a dead giveaway because there's actually spots that show the crime spots. So you're like, oh, okay, if they're there, well, they get to move twice afterwards. So it's like, all right. So they do commit a crime, and then they move twice. So you're just like... Okay, did they run out of here? Did they, you know, and they always have doors around that, those spots. So it's like, where do they go? Like, do they run out the door? But it's such a fun family game. We're talking no more than 30 minutes. 
you know, um, and you're having a ball of the time and you get money and you're supposed to collect a certain amount of money. It works cooperatively. You got to take out, I think you got to catch six or seven people before you run out of money. It, it works every mode. It's a family. It's a classic for a reason. And they brought it back for a reason. Super fun. Um, I've played it competitively. Have you played the cooperative mode? I've only, you know, yeah. every time we play the scout dads want to compete, you know, that's yeah. how we do it. Yeah, I, I played. I played it basically only cooperatively, so it's super fun. That's all I can tell you. It's it's just what what restoration does with these games. They find the right games like dinosaur, the the dinosaur tea party, sure. like types of games. It's just downforce, which I'm going to talk about at another point because I have so many downforce expansions right now. I got to play, um, but they just do such a good job of cleaning up these games and just giving them such a beautiful sheen. You know, like. Berla, take a look at that artwork. I mean, it just yeah. kind of pops. It's it's very, it's very clean. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's clean. That's exactly how I can explain it. Everything they've done is so clean. Uh, and it doesn't hold back when I say clean. So, uh, yeah, it's, it's just uh, that's an impressive game. I was very surprised by that one. I was impressed by it, too. I thought I, thought I was going into it thinking about the game that we played as kids. No, the combination of the app. And the combination of the special powers that I had showed uh, on that previous card of all of the different thieves that you're trying to get. Yes. And then the combination of having that cinematic, not cinematics, but theatrics with the app and the board. You're always, you always feel like you're, oh, I just need one more clue, oh, one more hit, yeah. one more hit, but I got to yeah. spend the money to do it. You know? and, and the race to try to collect people when other, per- when other people get close. And then you're like, oh, I'm just going to swoop in there and try to steal this thief from, yes. from that person. Yeah, yeah I, like, I also like the fact that like uh, it's the app sounds so cool. You know, like when, it, when they do it, it's like they little click, clack sound. And then like, mm-hmm. you're like, oh my God, he hit the street. You're like, right. oh no, he's on the street. And once you get on the street, it's really hard to tell. Because they can go on the street forever. And you're like, which way did they go on the street? At least when they're inside of a building, you feel like you have a chance. But like once they hit the streets, you're just like, which way are they going? I have to switch way. I have to guess. Somebody's got a failing guess or just blindly guess. And it's that's just part of the fun of the game is absolutely. Yeah, Berto, there's a timer. As they get in the street, when they get into the other buildings, they'll start knocking off other stores. And if if they commit too many crimes... Well, they escaped, and you right. missed out on that one, if I remember yeah. right. Isn't that yeah. right? Yeah. yeah. And so there's... Well, asking, is it like Whitechapel? Which kind of sounds like it to me. I've played Whitechapel once. Uh, more of a family-friendly version, I would but say. Yeah. Yeah. I was going to say, this, this sounds better to me, theme-wise. Yeah. and yeah. You, you could play this with your nieces and nephews. You could play this with yeah. high school kids. You could play this yeah. with middle school kids. Or you could play with your, your regular game night, people that, yeah. that like... You know, easy intro because Jeremy, there aren't that many rules. I mean, it, no, there's it, not. It it's doesn't not take really long. Enough. It doesn't yeah. like, take long to teach it. And I don't know if you guys, I don't know if you played it with it, Jeremy. Each of the investigators has that little special power, which yeah. I think is fun. So, yeah. Oh, so that's so the only that, way to play with it. Each one of the the, the 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 guys, each one of the people in the game has their own kind of special deck in a sense. Like it's very subtle. Like they have their own abilities, but they all have different numbers in their deck. So one may have big moves but their ability is not that good whereas another one may have like take a second move and like two fast cards so they have like they have that i was like oh that, that wasn't even needed and it's still fun like it just like i don't know like that game's just fun that's all i can explain it. it's just it prioritizes fun which you'll find with me i love like heavy games but like i prioritize fun fun should not be that hard to find it should never be that hard to find 
Well, some fellow podcasters in there, Jordan and Dean, they're checking out. And, and both of you guys are right. Uh, Restoration Games, whenever they have a new product, it might not be something I pick up, but I'm absolutely going to check it out. Right, Jeremy? Yeah. They're, they're on, they have earned my trust now. They're on the list of companies that I'm going to take a look at. Yeah, I just, I haven't, they haven't failed me yet. So they haven't failed me yet. BJ from Wargame Gumbo, I've got my guest here, Jeremy Howard from Man vs. Meeple. We're talking some of the spicy hot games that he has played. Oh, look, there's Topher checking in. We saw you cheating on us, Topher. You want to play a game. But hey, Jeremy's got a game called Miyabi by one of my favorite designers. Tell me Michael about Michael Kingsley. Yeah. So I don't know. Oh, look, look at Verla's eyes, Jeremy. She got all excited. Yeah, I know. Uh, so Miyabi is basically you're, you're, you're grabbing tiles. You're, you're going to have stacks of different tiles. They're going to have different colors on them or different decorations on them, I should say, like this. And sure. you're going to have pagodas at the top, like here, the six pagodas like this. What is it? Six? Yeah, six. Yeah. And then you're going to be placing tiles. So you see how those tiles are placed? You're going to be taking a tile and placing it in one of the rows uh, one of the rows matching these these icons right here, okay? So you'll have, like, Tetris-like shapes and things like that. So, for example, where did I put those? Okay, so, like, this one right here, I would have to put it in anywhere in this row where this is right here. So I could put it anywhere in here right that. But then in that column, in that column, I take off a pagoda, and I can't place in that column again, okay? So there's, like, a little bit of little bit of trick to that okay so then all of a sudden you start taking these pagodas out you only have certain places that you can place so you got the row and you got the cop okay so you would score the points according to how many of those icons are on it okay so i would get three points for that but now it's, it's later on and game, crunchy at the same time right man. so later on in the game you may end up putting things like this and then like something like this and then you put something on, let's say, on top of it. Like you kind of like maybe arc something like this, and it's on top of it now. All right? So like level two, in a sense. Right. So it's level two, two times three is six. And you kind of keep – right. So then you kind of keep that same – Sort of that number nine vibe a little bit? Yeah. So like number nine. Yeah. Okay. Um, so, uh, yeah, it, so, it sort of plays out like that. So you're going to also have some a little bit of thinkiness as well as that. See, I said thank you. Dang it. All right. Anyway. Puzzling, puzzling. All right, so you're gonna have some puzzling stuff, <laughs> puzzling elements going on there. And ultimately, what you're trying to do is get a combination of trying to make sure you can place all these columns, right? And placing all these columns as well, because you're gonna start to lock yourself out of that. But then you're also trying to take advantage of the multipliers that are going on as you stack up. And if you get to like the fifth level, you get some extra, um, some extra points. Yeah, whoever has the most icons visible in those rows gets points. And then they even have some like other modules where it's like how many of the metal spaces do you have that you can see are points. Okay. I think it's like how many icons are together or grouped together. So they have all these different ways that you can set it up to score kind of like many expansions or to kind of like change it up a little bit. So you have variety in your play and not just that base level kind of idea to it. So it's almost like when you play Azul, you can play like the, the, the wide open side or you can play like yeah. the, with the, you know, so it's got like that but times two or three. I so like that 3D element though, Jeremy. Yeah. I mean, it, it really seems like it'll, it'll just bounce off the table whenever you're looking at it. Yeah. It, I mean, like it's, it's subtle. I mean, this game is not like, uh, 
I'm not saying it's not beautiful. It's it's pretty to look at once you get it all laid out, and, okay. and sometimes you may pull off something that looks really pretty. But I do like the 3D layers to it. Um, this game doesn't blow me out of the water, but I I mean I really like it. I mean how I hard like, is it? How hard is it to teach? Um, not hard at all because really all you after you teach level one and level two of something like to kind of show you how it works, yeah. you're good to go. I think what happens is is when people place and those pagodas come off, they get stuck. And they go, oh, I can't place this way again? You're like, nope, once once you're lined up that way, that's gone. And you're like, oh. You know, like, you'll have a couple of people who are like, oh. So that's the cool part. And of course, there's a little bit of hate draft in there and stuff because it's, you know, certain tiles and things like that. Um, that is that something that's interesting to you? Uh, Keesling and tile placement. Yes. Yeah. Very much. So yeah. I think it's a, I think it's another smart design. I mean, I like Michael Keesling stuff. Of course there's bigger and better, but I, I definitely like this one. Um, who's that, publisher? that's by Haba. Oh, okay. So let me tell you something. Haba had a really good year last year. And I, I don't know if you guys remember when I was talking about Honga last year, which yeah, yeah. still don't know yeah. why people don't talk about that game. It's you can't find it. That's right. why you can't find it. You're right. But I want to. I want to play it. It looks great. Yeah, I have a copy. Okay. Oh, you do? You have a copy? Yeah. I'm pretty sure it's a copy at my local game store. Yeah. So Hunger is great. Um, I really highly recommend that one. Um, yeah. So I, I, all I can tell you is is that last year, or even this game Mountains that they had last year, I really enjoyed that one, which is basically uh, what is that? Um, what is that game? Uh, go fish. It's basically like a, a right. gamers go fish. Um, and I really like them. Those are all game night approved lines. Uh, I even played that silly Vikings bowling game. I, I love, love that game. game. <laughs> I, love that I actually game. like that game. Yeah, it's a game to play. I do like those Hobbit games. And that's Miyabi yeah. from Hobbit games and yeah. designer, Michael Kiesling. Yeah. For more game Gumbo. I've got my guest here, Jeremy Howard from man versus meeple time to get wild. Jeremy. Downforce, one of my favorite racing games, and you've gotten everything for it now. Yeah, I have everything for it. We got to skip this one because I have, I have to, uh, I have to play it. I have to play that. We got to skip that one. We okay. Skip oh, look at all these beautiful. I know. I, know. I even have my look. I have yeah, my Mario Kart stuff for you. About that in depth next time. I can. <laughs> okay. Right. We'll get, we'll get you. We're gonna be talking about lightly. Oh my gosh, you picked all the ones that we we uh, I thought we were gonna skip. My oh, God, no, you can't talk about that one either. I oh. can't talk about the well, unmatched, can... the newest one, Cabo and Fog. I can't talk about it. I've yet. been playing it nonstop. So. I know you you're have. killing me. You're killing me. I hope I was gonna be able to do so. I'm so sorry. All right. What all about right. Uh, Monumental? Is that one you're ready? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh, so look how many pictures I have for you. I know you do. Look at you. You are out of control, man. Oh, oh. you can talk about Rap Gods. You played Rap Gods, right? I have not played Rap Guys. You tell me about Rap Guys. BJ from Board Game Gumbo. I've got my guest here, Jeremy Howard and Vertle LeBaron. We're talking about Rap Gods from Board Game Brothers. Hey, Amori and his brother have ties to Louisiana. You, yeah. Jeremy, you have ties to Louisiana also, but Hamu actually lives in New Orleans. Uh, okay. Hamu's the artist behind it. And let me tell you what, if, if, if you're looking for a first game design that has the simplicity of Ticket to Ride, maybe a little next step up from Ticket to Ride, and has a as a theme that is not like every other theme you, you that is out there. It's Rap Gods. Yeah. Very impressive for a first game design. Rap yeah. Gods, you are you're rappers and you're trying to get your street cred, trying to build up your skills, 
and try to get records, right? I mean, you right. want to put records on the wall. I even showed you here in that. It, it's hard to tell in there, but the, with the gold and the, and the uh, other records, on the back sides, they actually have a little, Hamu drew a picture of a string. It looks like you would hang it up on the wall. Oh, my God. <laughs> Look, that's a touch that, that most yeah. board game companies aren't even going to think about. But they it's actually, when you flip wall. it over, it looks like a plaque on the wall. Yeah. So each wrapper that you have has special powers. Now, I've got the Kickstarter edition. So, chat crew, I don't know which of these is going to be in the game, but look what they put in here. Yeah. First, your main man, of course, you've got, you know, that that's uh, the designer, Omari. I, th- I think it's Omari right there. And then, and then you've got a Stormtrooper right. and then yeah. a Cthulhu player. So, hey. Their geek cred is right there. On your turn, you're going to first get a, a city that you're from. Of course, I've got all the ones I've visited here, New Orleans and Memphis and Houston, Atlanta, Chicago. Look, it's got the bean, uh, Jeremy. Yeah. It's got the, the bean oh, right. from Millennial Park. <laughs> And then once you once you got well that's too far once you got your uh, once you got why do I have that in there did you yeah. play that oh we're gonna yeah, talk about that okay. we're gonna talk about that okay we'll talk about that one next so when, once you have your city once you have your wrapper then you've got this big beautiful board that's got a, an album on it the game is pretty simple you're trying yeah. to score victory points by moving all of your your cred around that album and you and you're gonna do that over the course of I think it's five it's ages but it's called albums there yeah but the game has this really cool twist. You're going to get five cards, and those cards are the way that you move up your, your, your tokens. But you can only really play one. But there on that right side is this market, and the market has more powerful versions of the cards you have in your hand. Do I play the easy card out of my hand, or do I burn three of the cards in my hand to oh. get that one powerful card? There's, you're, you're only drawing one card at a time. So if you're spinning three to draw yep. one, you're going to yep. run out in your hand. And after that, yep. you're going to have to top deck. But maybe that card is so good. I really want to do it, Jeremy. I got to spin right. it. What complicates is, is that they've created all these little scoring chips. It might be the person who collects the most green, or it might be the person who collects the least amount, or it might be the person who scores the most, um, what do they call it? Beef. You got a beef with another rapper? Challenge them to a duel, have a wrap off, throw some dice, and whoever wins, wins a beef cube. One of the scoring tokens is about collecting those beef tokens. So am I going to spend those precious cards in my hand to get that big card with the beef on it? Look, that's a, it's a really cool decision. So, again, ticket to ride-ish, but yeah. the next level up. And let's face it, a theme that we don't see every day in yeah. every game, right? So and it seems like it's pulled off right thematically when you how you play it. So I'm I'm, I'm listening to you. That's why I'm like, listen, I'm like, oh, that actually sticks. I didn't describe anything about sliders or anything yeah. like that. I I talked about it thematically. When you play this game, it feels thematic. You know what's cool about this game? At the end of the game, have you played Call of Adventure yet? Call of Adventure, yeah. Okay. You know in Call of Adventure, you're tempted sometimes. I, I actually play sometimes not even to really win. Because there's a card in the market that just fits so well. Right like your story. Yeah, I know. It's a story, yeah. right? Rap like, Gods is the same way. There's cards in the market and cards in your hand. There you're like, I can't get rid of this card. This is perfect. <laughs> he's going he's gonna to collect and he's going to – I forget what it is, but he's going to get a big limo or he's going to sell, yeah. his, his, sell his baseball card collection or whatever it is. You know? And you want, you want at the end of the game to say, my rapper started in Memphis. Right. He got a limo. <laughs> oh, he, got, he had to pay his child support, so he's, he backed off a little bit. Right. And after that, he had a gold record. You know? So it, it creates on. this beautiful story. So I can see people playing it to win. 
but I can also see people playing just for the fun of it, just to just tell the story about the rapper. So, which is important, man. That's a, like I said, fun shouldn't be you know, it's, fun should be hard to find. And like once you get a game that not only has good tight gameplay, but it also like sells you on the theme. Now I'm paying attention to the theme because it could have just been a game like, hey, it's about rap. Okay, great. But now that you're actually telling, you could potentially tell a story as you play. Like that's how right. you, that's how you sell an experience. You know, it's a, it's a cool story. Hamu told me at Southern Board Game Fest that when he did, when he started the design many years ago, it was just a trivia game about rappers. Well, you know, you could get that yeah. at any mass market. Any any bookstore could sell a game with trivia about rappers. Yeah. These guys yeah. took the spirit of rap music and made a game out of it. Right? Yeah. Berla, what you think? Uh, my mom got it. I just showed her, saw her show up in the chat here, but she'd been telling me last night that she played it with my siblings and they all loved it. Hey, Kelly said she played it and she loved it. Hey, that there's. So I will play her copy next time I go visit and check it out. Sounds awesome. Now look, the board is pretty busy, and I said in my in my little uh, root at when I published it uh, yesterday, the board is a little busy. When you look at it, you you might be thinking, oh wow, this is Coinbra. It's got stuff all over the place. Yeah. No, it's it's not that simple. So don't be let down if it isn't that complicated. Go into the game thinking this is more like called adventure. I'm gonna be playing cards. I'm gonna try to tell the story. I'm gonna I'm gonna have the opportunity to have a good time while I'm playing the game. Let's face yeah. it. You play a game like Coimbra. There's a lot of silence, right, Verla? Everybody, everybody's everybody's mathing things out. No, man. Play rap gods and have a good time and make board gaming a social activity. So yeah. Uh, th- that that is my review. BJ from Board Game Gummo. I've got my guest Jeremy Howard, and he put this on the list. Yeah, I'm trusting you, Jeremy, on this one. All my, right, Minecraft, <laughs> Minecraft. Mag- Look, Burley, he does this to me every time. He throws like a curveball, and usually <laughs> you sell me on it, Jeremy. I'm going to give you a chance to sell me on Minecraft Magnetic Travel Puzzle. <laughs> All right, dude. I so, hey. Hey, these reps, they contact me, and I, I'm like, all right, dude, I'll try it. And, uh, yeah, this one right here, gold, okay? So, you know that Think, you know, Think Fun does, like, a whole bunch of these, like, puzzly type, sure. like, 40 puzzle games or whatever. Now, they have one right now. They have two of them right now. They have cat crimes and dog crimes. Really cool. You're sitting around, like, you have all these big cat and dog standees around a table, and they have, like, different, like, icons and stuff in front of them, and then you're trying to figure out, uh, like who did the crime by deduction. So there's that. So they sent me both of those. There's a great, they're fun. I have pictures on my social media. Great. This one right here totally blew me out of the water. So what happens is, is it's a magnetic board and you get, uh, let me see here. You get the magnetic pieces, right? And you get a puzzle. Okay. You get puzzles on this board that are by color identifiers. So you can see the colors on there. Um, and what you do is, and I'll just, I'll show you the first puzzle. Uh, so what you do is, is you, you take a look at those items and then you kind of figure out what's missing. Okay. So for example, these are pretty self-explanatory because they're all there, but whatever's left over has to be a gray and a turquoise. Very, very, very easy. Okay. Then you have things like this. I'm just going to kind of go through the progression of the first like five puzzles. So like this one right here, it's going to tell you, Hey, how like all these right here are turquoise. So of course this, this, uh, this, uh, what's the name? The body armor will be, turquoise and then this one down here the gold the gold uh, armor will go here and then this one down here since the bottom row is not any not yellow not uh, turquoise it's going to be gray so this armor down here is going to be gray so you kind of keep doing that 
And these go on a magnetic board, so you can kind of move them around or toss them on. Well, not like that, but toss them on there and whatnot. But here they go. I'm going to show you how crazy they get. Just, just turning the page. All of a sudden, now you have different styles of puzzles. Ooh. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, it doesn't get real cute, Barry. It doesn't get, it gets a little not so cute after like a couple turns. Then we get very abstract after that. So we start to get to these very abstract puzzles. Um, and I mean, look at this one. Look at this page right here. This is absolutely ridiculous. Okay, so they get tougher and tougher. Sort of like, what's that game that um, you told me about? The one with the knights. And I ended up getting a review copy of it where you, where you slide all the people around. Slide quest? You know that one, Slide Quest? Maybe it was yeah, Slide Quest. We had that one where you roll like that kind of thing. Yeah, you exactly. You okay. So yeah. the puzzles keep getting harder and harder as you play yeah. through? Mm -hmm. So there's like 40 puzzles. I will tell you right now, like, this is like, it, you know what it is? You, you can play, like a kid can play this on their own, but they would need help. Yeah, Dean from, help. Dean from Meeple Town wants to know, can an eight-year-old right. who loves Minecraft play it? But yes, I think yes, but you would play it with them. So you would play it with them to kind of kind of sherpa them through the first couple puzzles because they will get the first three puzzles, maybe, okay. right? But then when they start seeing a little bit of that abstracted, they may start to turn off and you know, like turn off a little bit because even some that are like blank and then this color right here, they may not even get the middle part right there. You see what I'm saying? Okay. Like there's a middle part right here. This is turquoise. This is all swords. They may not understand that. But then once you get it to understand that, you're like, oh, you know, like that thing. And it's like, hey, the turquoise sword is gone. So now the other two turquoises are somewhere else. So it's like you got to have someone that will talk you through that process, almost like a teacher would. So this is I just and you can even just do the first 10 puzzles. If they get good at it. You guys work together. Um, I did this on a live stream and we just played. And like I had people in the chat and we just discussed it over the chat. So right? like there was not even people like, like us talking like this. It was people in the chat. We were just like, you know, trying it together. And I put the camera real close so everybody can see. And we just, we were figuring out, we did the first 10 puzzles together. So I, I think this is a really, really solid game. Of course, I don't think adults are going to get around the table and play this, but I definitely think, uh, you know, for family gamers, definitely, especially if it's just you and your daughter or you and your son, uh, you know, or maybe two, you know, just kind of like something to work, work through things together. And the fact that it's Minecraft is attractive, nice, big, chunky pieces. It's also magnetic, which is always fun because I love slapping magnetic things and stuff. And uh, yeah, I don't know. It's, it's a it's Minecraft cool. version of quadrillions. What's that? A Minecraft version of quadrillions. I you know, I don't know what that one is. But. Yeah, me neither. That's, uh, I've uh, seen Chuck post about it. You know, Dean didn't post, but I know what he's thinking. Is it better than Yahtzee, though? I, I mean, Yahtzee is part of everything, right? You know? Come on, man. I'm sorry, Dean. I had to do that to you. Dean loves Yahtzee. So. So, so this is Minecraft Magnetic Travel Puzzle. There okay. you go. Minecraft travel puzzle. I have not honestly, Burla, he does this to me every time. He brings up a game I've never I honestly have never heard of this game before you mention it. So well it just came out. It's gonna come out. It, it's it just came out. So well, maybe that's definitely find that uh every local game store has an area with Think Fun games in it. Sure. Uh, so if you're ever looking for something and you go like, Hey, what was that Think Fun game? Just tell them, do you have the Minecraft puzzle game that was by by Think Fun? And I'm sure that they'll probably have this one sticking out because it's Minecraft, 
it's probably easy sales. And it's only, I think it might be 15 bucks. Who knows? But that's worth it, man. DJ from Morgan Gumbo, I've got my guests here, Verla and Jeremy Howard. Jeremy Howard from Man vs. Meeple. There's a game that we have been talking about in the Gumbo crew. I have not played it yet. It's a giant box. And if I remember right, part of it's on Kickstarter right now, right, Jeremy? And that's yeah. monumental. With the the, uh, I can't lift it up. I don't know why I lifted my hurt my shoulder. That hurt. Careful, man. Don't throw it out. <laughs> Look, it's, it's designed by one of my favorite designers, but I really don't know. Yeah, I don't know anything about the game. Elysium, one of my top games yeah. of all time. But I like this game called Raids. It was a small game called Raids. I liked I, it a lot. I've not played that one, but yeah. I don't know a lot about Monumental, so you, you're going to have to sell me on this one. I, I don't know a lot about it. Okay, so I don't really care for Civ games, first of all. Right. But uh, this one is got deck building elements. So I was like, oh, okay. And then it's Matthew Dunson, so I decided to give it a go. Now, what happens is, and you probably won't see these cards or whatnot, but uh, oh, it doesn't have that back because this is not sold in stores, so they don't they don't treat it like it's shown in stores. Yeah, I don't <laughs> so have any of the cards. Game is you have your civilization. You have your leader, and then you have a civilization that you're making out of the city cards that you have. Um, it's like it's like science, uh, science development, something else, uh, or, or war, like something like that. It's three resources, three regular resources. One is used to buy stuff. The other one is used for actual war and moving your your uh, your people across the boards, the, the okay. boards. And the other one is used for science development for specific things. Now, what you're doing is is you're taking cards from your deck and you're going to lay out nine in a three by three grid. Now, dig this. You're going to play a row and a column. Okay? So it's a really tricky thing. You're going to activate a row and a column. And what you're doing with that is that round you'll take all the resources from those cards and then maybe some extra because there's cards you buy that go behind them. And you can activate those too so that you can potentially have nine cards you activate instead of, instead of, uh, was that, eight? So, I mean, sorry, instead of uh, five, you'd have six, sorry. So what you'll do is you'll take those things and you'll buy cards that are of that age. So, of course, you're developing over age. Okay. It has a natural burn to it. But then you can build monuments as well. Monumental, right? Sure. Um, so you're building those things and adding it to this board. So out there is a modular board made up of all these tiles and there's different sets uh, out there. But you're moving across. You're taking your explorers and going out there and grabbing things. You're conquering out there. And if you conquer with your warlord, specific things happen so you can get more resources. It's very easy. That's the difference. It's very easy to learn. Like, it's so base Civ that you can get deeper into it, but it's not super deep. Like, that's the best part about it. Like, otherwise, I probably wouldn't have played it. Like, I honestly wouldn't have played it. Not just um, not yeah, it's just not my thing. But this one's very easy because any of the cards you buy go on top of your deck. So it's like you don't even have to wait for the good cards to come back. So you have this little setup for that. Um, each game, each, uh, each was that each sieve or whatever has a um, like culture cards. Um, and what they are is, is like basically ability that you get like instantly for developing yourself, like your culture. Uh, okay. so there's like a cool thing and you get some like combo triggers off of that and there's a lot of cards that are combo triggers which is 
really, really like pleasing. This game is very pleasing to play, very pleasing to play because you're, everybody's going to get their opportunity to get a set of monuments to buy. Everybody's going to get the opportunity to have these big combos, whether you're a warmonger or you're, you know, like you're just basically, you know, building up your science and building up your, you know, your development and stuff. Like that. Are you doing this on your own? And then there's no yeah. real interaction after that. Or do you oh, have, so you can get into it. You can get into it, but I've often found when you play this game, just like a lot of those types of games, it's like, is it hands off or is it aggressive? You may determine that by the game. Some conquerors are just, they're just conquerors. Like they have to, okay. they, they have to move about. There's a ton of neutral enemies out there that you can just, you're piling through to get resources and rewards. And then there's even market cities, free market cities that you can send out your explorers to, and they don't even get attacked. They just go out and grab resources. So it's like they explore and find things and bring them back to your culture. So you have all kinds of things that are going on in this game. Uh, is it yeah. themed to a specific culture or is this kind no. of well, no, like, a, like something Dunstan so made up? Cultures. There are so many. I mean, okay. you're talking about like Egyptian, Japanese, Chinese, okay. you know, like, uh, Greek, you know, like they have all of those and they even have expansions with even more of them like Atlantis and they all have their own little perks to them. And by the way, the minis are off. Really? The charts. Wow. <laughs> when I say that now, I'm not like <laughs> the minis are off. The wow. Charts. Like, <laughs> yeah, like I don't care if you're, you don't like minis or not. I don't care how you feel. You open this box and you pay. You pay what you pay for this game. We tell you right now. You, you, you know why you pay what you pay for the game. Who was who the publisher? Was it FunForge or was it somebody no, this else? Is, this is FunForge. Now, this. Uh, I mean, like, you get many. So all these warriors, like all these warriors, all the warriors, all the defense tower, like all that's in here. I'm looking at. I'm like, oh my god! Like, there's just so many, and like. They even have the beasts in here, like all these different beasts that you have. I mean, dude, there's horses. There. My God, like it's it's ridiculous. It's absolutely ridiculous what's in this box. Like, absolutely ridiculous. I played the heck out of this prototype. Um, I loved it, and uh, you know, even in this final form, it also has a solo mode. Solo mode's good. I would never tell anybody to buy this game specifically for solo only. Um, yeah, there's, dude, there's. There's some ridiculous stuff in here. They have like some of the biggest con- conquerors of all time, uh, and gods. And Man, this game is really damn good. <laughs> Mon- <laughs> monumental. This you game know, is really it damn get, good. But Steve, it was tough to get for a while, by the way. It was sold out everywhere. But Steve yes. posted a link. Apparently, the new Kickstarter for their African, African empires, yeah. I think it's called. Yeah, there is an op- yeah African. Look at that art, Verla. Man, that is that is gorgeous. But uh, now, African is, African Empires is going to have an option to pick up the game if you want to buy the game. No, I'm serious. It's pricey, but for a game like this, if you have a game group that likes to play these games, where it's like it can be a little, like I said, it's a little war driven, but it's not. It actually isn't. Like you can <laughs> you can actually have games where nobody fights anybody, and the fighting is very deterministic and easy to fall out. It's not like Hey, I have this card, you know, like, Hey, I have this card too, but my card fights you. No, it's not. It's very, very easy. It's like my attack because I have my leader and three other guys beat your other people who don't have as many as I do. That's really what I, it's not even, it's not even like that serious. So it's like, 
that's why I'm saying if, if it was so heavy on the sieve, like, hey, because I have this tower here, it gives me five power around here. No, no, it just doesn't. It, you either attack it or you defend it. Otherwise, you lose it. That's it. Meeple, so you you sold Meeple Town just on the minis talk, man. I yeah, mean, it's, it's pretty impressive there, huh? Oh, I mean, <laughs> and that like, is, open, no, seriously, when you open the box. Like, there was stuff in here. I don't even know what the hell it is yet. Like, I don't know what it is. But wow. there's, like, ancient discoverers. There's, like, inventors. And, like, I'm looking at this, and I'm thinking, like, I have to unlock more of what this game has offered. But, so this, this is not a game you're just going to buy and play once. You're, you're going to explore right, yeah, this with no, your friends is, and play this for weeks, this is, right? I, I honestly would not tell someone to buy this game if they're one of those type of people that just buys a ton of big box games. Right. Because they have to, you know, they have to at least like Civ games. Um, they also have to like deck builders. So if you don't like deck builders, don't buy deck builders. Okay, so we got Dunstan. What's, What's that? that? What did you say? I said you got Dunstan, you got deck building, you got amazing minis, and you actually like the gameplay of a Civ yeah. game. That's a yeah. pretty powerful combination there, Jim. I really don't want to take it lightly because I did. I mean, this one really surprised me. And that that little bit of that, that bro column thing is kind of cool, and it feels good. And once you start getting these cards on top of your deck and you land them out right away and you get those benefits right away, and you're, you know, you're like, oh, my God. And then at some point in the middle when you get to, like, age two and three, you've got a nice little engine going. And you're like, oh, my gosh, once you start tucking these cards away, I mean, you don't even have to call your deck. Your deck will just be awesome, but you can. I mean, but it just it, – it's. Does each, each faction play differently? They all play different. They all, like they, – they, they all make you play different. Okay. You know, like that's the best thing. They make you play different. Otherwise, you just, you're just kind of playing a general game, and that won't work out well for you. So you got to yeah. identify the strategies with the deck and try to and try to break it out. I kind of I kind of undersold the culture part, but like the culture the culture cards that you have that are active and not active because once you build a next culture, it actually gets rid of the other one. But there's still a bonus trigger each time you get one. That's very 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 interesting because there's a lot of cards that will give you an immediate benefit, but then they will keep giving you benefits if you do specific things. Very deck builder. You know, so it's just a really, really phenomenal game. Monumental is phenomenal. Verla, any questions? I was just going to say, you know, this isn't a game that probably would have caught my eye, but you got me very intrigued. Yeah. I, <laughs> getting engine going, like, and great art. Yeah. Um, but all that together, that sounds really fun. And this is, and it's a tough sell for people who are like not in the sieve. I get it. So, I mean, I, I, I totally understand that. But for like Jeremy, the other Jeremy on NBM, he, you know, he, he loves Civ so much that maybe this was like maybe too light for him in a sense. And he's just really, really looking for that deep uh, Civ game. Whereas like, I like this and I like the abstractness of dominations, which we should talk about another time when I come on here. Dominations. Absolutely amazing. Getting a lot of buzz. Getting a lot of buzz. We got to talk about that one, but yeah. That's about it for that one. That is monumental from FunForge and Matthew Dunson. Hey, before we move on, Topher had a question that I missed. Uh, Steve reminded me. He saw Black Angel on your shelf, and he loves Twa. Does he need both? Uh, what you think, Jeremy? Not an instant answer. Uh, yeah, I know Jordan, man. He really, he's really selling that monumental hard, man. Jordan from uh, the by the way. I don't know, man. 
I'm kind of on. I'm kind of on. Oh, I'm kind of. Mm. It was actually I was actually gonna give it away for my giveaway. I was gonna send it to somebody. So I don't know, man. I'm gonna give it one more shot. I'm gonna give it one more shot. Topher, there might be a game out there. There might be a game out there. You could just talk to Jeremy off screen. Yeah, you never know, man. You might be able to pull it away from me. Dean, uh, this is the one show. If you're if you're limited on your budget on the month, this is the one don't, show. You don't do it. Yeah, I try to tell people don't do it. I know I oversell, but I'm sorry. Like if I like what I like, I, if I don't like it, I'll tell you. Uh. He will absolutely. Play. Uh, Shadow Kings of, of Valeria. You ready to talk about that one, or you want to skip? Ooh. Oh, yes. I'm actually having it on my table and working on a preview for it right now. Yeah. This is a very, very, very interesting game. Now, this one is uh, designed by my friend Stan Kodansky. He lives where I'm at. He's a friend oh, of mine. That's um, from uh, Impress Impressario. Rurik Donakiev. Old West Impressario. Yeah. So, and Old West Impressario. Okay, let me just slide this board out over here. I've got Jeremy Howard and Burley here, and we're talking Shadow Kingdoms of Valeria. Okay, so Shadow Kingdoms of Valeria is a dice game. So it's a little bit of a dice game, actually. It's a worker placement game where you'd be placing workers all around this board right here. Um, so you'd be placing workers all around this board. You are basically like a warmonger trying to score the most points. All right. Um, so what you're doing is, is you're trying to get these battle cards, and battle cards have specific dice conditions on them, whether they are like, hey, get this die with this color on it, which is really just a die with this color on it. Um, two brown and a green, that kind of thing like that. And you're also going to try to do a little set collection with this little icon right here on the bottom. So there's a couple things you need to pay attention to. But the die, you see this right here, this little die? You see how it has a number on it? It has a number. Sorry, I'll flip it over. It's got a number and then, uh, for like their influence. And on the bottom, it's got like a negative, which is like coins. It's a discount. And then the other one is just a type of die, like we saw on the cards. And what you're doing is, is like placing your worker on a spot, and then you take the action in one of those five spots, which is really just trying to get the die on your board, okay? So what happens is when you do this and you start to turn these things in, um, and you can get things that give you, like, bonuses for having certain stuff. You got champions that will help you out and trigger some more bonuses for having specific things. But what you're doing on this board, and this is, the, well, this is like, the coolest part, when you turn these things in, you start unlocking spots on your board. So you kind of start building an engine for yourself. You have this like influence number up here. And what you do is you turn, I'm sorry, I have a glare in my room. What you do is you turn an influence that total is the total of your die that you turn in. And that will help you score points. Now, as you do that, you will also slide these little chits off your board. Okay. And they open up the, the ability to do more things on your board. And this is where the coolest part in the game to me is at least you start to build your engine by taking those pieces that you take off your board and you start to put them on the side battle board. Okay. Now the side battle board awards you bonuses for covering them up. But then also when you cover the other one up between them, the, the reward that's in between them becomes your reward. So if you have, let me set this up. If you do both of these right here, the middle reward is yours. I'm sorry. Oh, actually, no, sorry. This and this like that. Sorry, like that. So that one in the black in the middle is yours. So you have like multiple ways to dice manipulate, score trigger combos. Um, and then you also have this little sideboard. That's like another little game as you open up your board. So you always have like this very, um, uh, and I use this term very often, this very pleasing experience of like, okay, so I have a restricted board. I can only score so many points because my influence isn't high enough just yet. 
Well, I can open up my influence as soon as I get my first battle plan done. Okay. Or, or, or maybe not. Maybe I want to open it up. So I just get more magic that I can use and magic manipulates your die. Or maybe I don't have the right, the right type of die. So then I, I have a gem that I can get and the gem can flip it from a one to a six or flip it to its opposite side or act as any color. Okay. That's pretty cool. But as I open up my board, you know, and maybe I just score combo by having these little assistants in the game that they have. They have little bonuses and stuff. But when I start taking these things off, I start putting it on this sideboard and I can score for cards that I already have. I can score for having a certain amount of battle points. And when I'm doing that, I'm paying attention to how I cover these up so I can get these bonuses at the same time. More bonuses, more bonuses, more bonuses. That, and you're that, that's kind that. of a hallmark of Stan's designs. He loves yeah. all these multiple options yeah. and bringing up all these bonuses. I'm, I'm seeing a pattern here, you know? So, so the thing with, with Stan, and I know that what Stan is all about, he's about being overpowered and having powerful turns. He right. like, kind of says that all the time, like powerful turns. You should always feel super power, like you're getting something out of it. Um, and he doesn't like dead turns. You, he, when you play against him, he immediately chases the engine of the game. Like he does not waste that. Like he goes towards big turns even early in his game. So when I watch him play like lock up, like I watch how he builds these short engines and they open it up real quick for him. And I, I've, you know, like now that I've learned that I really focus on that in when I play his games and it just works, you know, even in Rurik, it works. Like there's a way that you can be aggressive and, and or not aggressive and still, you know, get ahead in that game. And I, yeah, I honestly, I think this is going to be another hit. So Furla, what you think? Any questions? Don't have any that. So it's not out yet. This one hits Kickstarter next week, Tuesday. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. Tuesday, um, yeah. So yeah. the pictures that I'm showing this, this is the art and everything that, uh, yeah. Miko. Miko stuff. Yeah. Miko art. Is this wow. the Miko? Really? Yeah. It's Miko. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Miko, oh, does, all, Miko does all their art though. Oh, so he this is, this is coming from final front, uh, final frontier. No, this is oh. from uh, daily magic. He oh. does all their art. He does daily magic. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. He does all of the Margaret's and Valeria running through my hands at yeah. work. Recently, all of Valeria. So. Yeah, so this yeah. this is going to take a while. I'd say about an hour, hour and a half, probably depending on the player count and people, how they know the game. Um, but, yeah, I, I'm really excited about this. I played the solo mode several times live uh, because it is an easy one to get get to the table and play. Um, yeah, it's just a smart design, man. Like, it's smart. It's smart. Not quite a lunchtime game, just a little no, bit longer. No, 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 no. Longer, longer than a lunchtime game. Yeah. Did you have a over there? What's that? But it looks like you've got the eye of Sauron on the board there. Uh, yeah, I know it does. It does look like the eye of Sauron. Yeah, they got some pretty like nasty looking guys on here. Uh, it is very. Um, I like it. It's just got a, like a dark theme looking look to it. But ultimately, it's. I mean, it's not like it's. Oh, oh here, I'll tell you a little story about this game. Do you guess what the theme of this game was? Old West. Nope. Oh, chefs. Oh, 
It was a dice chef game. Dice chefs. <laughs> yeah, it was about chefs. It's kind of fun. It's so really the, so the sideboard would have been kind of the ingredients or recipe. Yeah, like orders and stuff. Yeah, like it was like a conveyor well, I belt. Can see that? Yeah, a conveyor belt. They, he took kind of he took the conveyor belt thing out of it with the dice changing, but. He definitely, I can still see some of the remnants of that game, but yeah. There, there's some people in the chat crew that would have loved that kind of game. Chuck, Chuck, yeah. our friend Chuck would have loved that uh, game for sure. Yeah. yeah. And that is, I that is Shadow Kingdoms of Valeria. Shadow Kingdoms of Valeria from uh, Stan and from coming out from uh, Daily Magic Games. Daily Magic Games, yeah. DJ Board Game Gumbo. I've got my guest Jeremy Howard. I've got Verla here, and I've also got our friend, the name father, Steve O'Rourke, coming in. Well, Jeremy. Hey, Jeremy. How, hey, you, doing? how you doing? It's doing time. All right. we, it's time we settle this, Jeremy. <laughs> We've had litigation going between me and you off air. I hate to spill. I hate to spill dirty laundry here. Hey. We've had litigation for a year as to who do own the rightful ownership of Jambalaya. That's right. Let's do so it. I, I asked Stephen to be to be a neutral party. He's created a game. Winner take all. Winner take all. Winner take. All. Go. All right. This is so Here's, serious, by the way. This is oh, yeah. so serious. It just got real. It got real. <laughs> it got real, real. You see a smile on this face here? No. This is real, real here. We're going to duke smile. it out. Who really okay. owns Jumbalaya? Is it Jumbalaya Plays Games or the gang that started the Jumbalaya game many, many years ago? So it's time to settle this. Yeah. Right. BJ says he's going to play the game seriously until he starts playing the game and then and it's all bets are off. No, no. I got a beef. We're going to throw it around right now, man. Coming back to beef. We're All right, well, here's, beef out here. really, <laughs> here's the setup for you. This game, I, you know I take pride in names. This one's not mine. This one okay. is totally my daughter's name. Mm. She came up with this one, and we're calling it Mumbo Gumbo. Here's the deal. Mumbo Gumbo. Names, I, I, I was thinking jumble, like you're mixing up words, but jambalaya, but, you know, hey, that was just going to get another lawsuit. So here yeah. we go. <laughs> We're trying to settle the lawsuit here. No, out of no. court. I would immediately have asked for your fax number right away. Right. I'm here to stir the pot. No, the, the, the setup of this is I'm going to take names of board games, and I'm going to preserve the letters in each word, rearrange them so that you'll get a jumbled version of the board game, and I'll post them in host chat for you all to see first. BJ will then copy it and post it so that everybody can see it scrolling across the screen. I'll say it out loud for everybody to see too, and it's going to be a race. Who can unscramble it first? I got a couple of these for you, and if you get stuck on some, I've got clues for you as well. So let's start off with. Uh, I'll show the sample one. BJ, I'm posting it in the chat now, and you and can I, take. I know it. this one because we tested the software. Oh, I, 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 I cut it down a little bit. I'm changing this one. I'll, oh, I'll give you oh. a new sample this time, one that you haven't seen before either. Ooh, okay, here we go. All right, so see got? how this goes. Your jumble here, or your mumbo gumbo, would be the word pawnings. Turn that into the name of a board game. Hmm, pawnings. And you've got clues if we get stuck, right? I got clues if you're stuck, and I'll try to watch the public chat, too, to see if they beat you to it. Wingspan. Verla takes it. Wingspan. Oh. And you can rearrange those. Verla, Verla has settled nothing. Verla is not you know, playing Team BJ. Verla's I have your honor. <laughs> <laughs> you asked her on. We thought it was a great idea. She's going to win and take the right to jump the life. I love She's that. Like, what is this sham mockery? Thomas was there too with wingspan, but I think Verla got that one. My, my right. first clue for that one was going to be that, uh, that uh, Jambalaya got a bit of um, uh, beef for his contrary view on this game recently, but that you didn't even need it. 
Yeah, right. Thomas is taking the place of uh, is it Kevin or Luke? One of the two that's always good. Yeah, Kevin's Kevin's the one who who yeah. usually uh, ends up taking that on. All right, copying the next one in. I'm going to put this into the chat for you. Here we go. Got here. Next one, and you all should be able to see it. Jumbalai, because it's time to sell it. This is going to be a fun one to listen to, too. Here's your word. Teat wager. Wait, wait. Oh, whoa. One word, board game name. Blood rage. Nope. Not even close. Watergate. Watergate. Verla has got it again. Watergate. Yep. Nailed it. What is it? Watergate. Watergate. Oh, I should have known that one. Oh, shoot. Verla's going to own your show by the end of this week. Oh, I thought I got it. Oh. <laughs> no, Verla got it. That's two for the gumbo. Yes. No, that's two for Verla. No, that's not even giving the chat crew a chance. They're like way behind no, on us. Huh? No. All right. I'm going to give you this one. And I'm going to say it fat. Oh, shoot. That's not it. That's the full name of the board game. I need to give you the scrambled version. Bring, bring a bunch because we're going fat. All right. Yeah, it was great. Verla's too slick. What you got? All right. Here's the next one. Oh, I need to get hey, the host chat. Get the host chat real quick. Yep. All right, now we're ready. What is it? Nidnong Het Leper. But you'll see it ver- visually is going to be a lot easier to see. And you got to get the last word, and you missed the third word there, BJ. Oh, what did I do? There's a third word. Nope. All right. Can't get the whole thing in there? Did it work? There it is. All right. This one is a gift to you, Jambalaya. Wow. Um, You've talked about purple. this. Donning, Donning the, the purple. purple. There it is. Oh, I should have known. Hey, by the way, that's a game I got to give credit to. Jambalaya, turn, Jeremy turned me on to that one. And Absolutely. oh my God, it blew us away, Jeremy. Absolutely. <laughs> it's so so good. I love it. Yeah, thank you for introducing that game to us. Because that, that, that was a game changer for us. That was a lot of game nights for us. Yeah. Good game. Appreciate it. All right. Jack Crew there, killing us, man. There, there's oh, no us here, BJ. This is you. There's no us. Yeah. So I was going, what? I don't I have the chat crew with me and Burley. Right? You are on your heels. You are on your heels already, sir. Thomas, I, I may have missed Thomas. I don't know if he got that before you all, but we can go back and take a look. Oh, at you know what we have? We have timestamps now. We do. Oh, we, we do. do. We're not typing them in. Okay, that's right. Okay. Let so me give you the next one here. All right, another one to make sure that you copy all four words. All right, let me get it there. All right. You should be able to copy and paste it. I missed the letter. Hold on. Oh, yeah, I can just copy and paste. Copy know, and paste it just in case. Is it in there yet? Because I got it. it. It's, <laughs> <laughs> it's Stacy's mom. No, 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 no. If you typed it over, that's an L, not an, not an I. It's Het Stackles of Dungbury. And Verla has it already? It's my favorite game. It's my number I, one game. The Castles, of, first. Castles of Burgundy. Oh, you didn't say it. You told me. I'm too excited. So I guessed it. Oh, well, I, but I, it. Oh, I, I missed, you know, I, I can't copy that one. Base, so uh, I'm going right. to have Typing. Yeah, but it's, I'm gonna call that one a tie. This is better be though. This letter, Jeremy can't get him. 
I can see Jeremy going, there's no L in what, what BJ Tyler. Yeah. Stacy's said Castle's a burger. I'm like, wait, no, it's not Castle's burger because Stacy's a burger. What is that? No, no. Stacy's mom does not have it going on, BJ. You didn't get that right. Stacy. All right. Why is there an I there? Yeah, that's what I said. Because he typed it wrong. Okay. All right. All right. Copy and paste this one, BJ. I can't. Here's the it won't, next it won't one. copy and paste. So we'll let you copy and paste. All right. We might have to work the bugs out for the next version of this. You might be able to get this one in if you copy. Oh, yeah, I see what you're doing. It, it doesn't let you copy it in. Oh, that's a pain. All right, I could put it. I could. I could just put it in public chat if you want to see. Yes, Nessidy Solo Vein. Hmm. Villainous. <laughs> We have Verla's game. BJ, would it be really bad to ask a lawyer to draw up his own papers to yeah, transfer yeah. his gumbo <laughs> to someone else? Do that. We may. <laughs> Jeremy, I think you're losing Jumbalaya, and so am I. I, yeah. I think we're both going to not be able to use that name anymore. All right, let's try wow, this one. Verla is kicking our Verla butt. is on it. Here's the next got one. Another. Got another one for you. One word. All right, here we go. Damp nice. Pandemic. She's got it again. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. (laughs) 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 Jeremy, we were so bad at this game. Oh wow. Chat crew, I feel sorry that y'all are having to compete. I hope they're enjoying watching the game. (laughs) <laughs> right. She is the gumbo overlord. Marshall got pandemic there too. Oh, Marshall so got close. pandemic there wow. too. All right, let me I've got a couple more for you here. Maybe maybe this will turn the tide here. I think um, that my version, we're gonna have to do my version because Verla's just too good at this, man. But yeah, these are, these are rough. Next up. All right. Next mumbo gumbo. Let me paste it in. Are you guys watching host chat or y'all just looking at public chat? Um I'm watching yeah. host. Are you seeing host chat? Because it comes up to you before I say it. Yeah. Here's the next uh, one. Jordan, Jordan had pandemic there too. Your next one is raccoonid. <sighs> Raccoon tycoon? No, I mean, uh, no. no. One word board game name. Verla has it. Say it fast. Embarrass Concordia. him. Concordia. No? Wow. Oh, BJ, man. the hat needs to be further down. Look at the redness God, coming out. I'm serious. I'm glad we are not playing for money right now. <laughs> <laughs> like this is like, you know what this is? This is the first Wednesday of poker night and somebody's just running it, you know? <laughs> That's right. That's yeah, right. We used to call this we're, we're we used at to their call house. This. So nobody could get real mad because they're at, we're eating their <laughs> Yeah. This one, I mean, these are not bad beats. I mean, either this is she's she's just running the table. He's picking all games that I like. I should know every one of these. Oh man. Yeah, I'm, I'm trying gonna, to do I'm, you a favor. You got one more. Play, I mean, we used to play poker, we'd call this the ring ring. I mean, we are yeah. getting the ring ring. All right, go ahead. Yeah. What we got? You got you got one more in you or you yeah. got more? Oh no, I got plenty, man. Go, go. All right. I gotta get one. <laughs> I don't. We're gonna I don't play this have, game. I only have. I only have thirty of them, BJ. You better hurry up. All right. All right. Has Jack Crew got any? I, I haven't seen it. Verla's been just too fast, and they have to type it. Is the problem too? She can say it. Oh yeah, that's right. 
Jordan and Thomas both got Concordia. Here's your next one in host chat. Crap watch. <laughs> Make me laugh with this. Patchwork? Yeah, uh, Jeremy is a uh, got it. Oh, nicely DJ, done. You nicely are getting stumped here because I mean I'm only giving you half of the one Verla gave you. Um, that was I totally did get that one though. I did get that one. I don't even like the game. I caught it. Patchwork, you got it. I couldn't <laughs> get see. past the word crotch, so I just got yeah, stuck. You go. <laughs> yeah, you have to be careful about that. Yeah, I just got um, stuck. Oh man. Let me see. I'll give you one. Hey, look, let me tell you, Thomas is doing well tonight, man. Thomas is Thomas is getting it. Although Jordan got him on that previous one with Concordia, so yeah. I'll give him. That. It's hard for them to have to type it though, too. I can I can appreciate yeah. that. What Here's your next one in host chat, and I'll say it out loud for them to start thinking about it. Pank Raber, Baron Park, BJ got that one. Nice there done. Hey Stephanie Baron Park, I, I I was I played that with her. Uh, I hadn't played in a long time, and I played with her at BGG. And have you played the Have you played the expansion to that? No, I, I've never I even have. seen it in the wild. Well, yes, well, it's it's such short supply. So if you ever see it, just buy it. Just snap just, it up. Like, you won't be able to. See, you won't see it again. Like even when they restocked wow. it, I had to wait. And I had to like reserve a copy because she was like, we got a restock and it was like three copies. So, wow. yeah. Does it add a lot to the game? That's the one with the monorails? Or that yeah, that yeah, it does add a lot to the game. Yeah, the Grizzlies, right? Yeah, yeah, it adds a lot to the okay. game. So okay. Buy it. Okay, so right. I, always, I always throw these up on YouTube. I'm just going to leave this comment the rest of the game so that people that are just <laughs> scrolling through will think, wow, man, BJ's just killing it. No. Thank you, Jordan. Yeah, <laughs> no. Right, I got one. Got. I got one more for you. Next one for the chat to hear. Boogers. Bruges. Oh. It's sitting on the table right in front of me. Topher loaned it to me. I think uh, we should score it up because I think it was pretty close. Did I? Did I? Did I come back there uh, with that last part? It was close <laughs> in the fact that you all were playing the same game. Right. Um, <laughs> Jeremy. You have an announcement to make after losing horribly to the chat to the uh, to Verla and the and the rest of the Gumbo crew here. <sighs> Litigation. We got to we got to put this. I'm going to retire. I'm going to relinquish my rights. Oh, uh, to, to Verla. Thank you, to Verla. Verla and, and the Gumbo crew. Yep. Wow. It's, it's been a long road. It's been a long road for a greater force than this so, game. In this all seriousness. Silly, silly <laughs> Billy game. Okay? But I will allow it. But I didn't go out without a fight at least no. twice during this entire show. Right. Right. At least twice. You fought hard and bravely. You fought hard. Right. And I'm hoping that once this does get posted to like, um, you know, YouTube or it shows a video or at least a still picture of it, that all four of our pictures with boogers right along the bottom <laughs> yeah, is. Jeremy, you started the blog, Jumbalaya Plays Games, uh, but, I, but I know that you've been really busy with everything that you're doing for Man versus Meeple and all that other stuff. So you felt like it was time or was it that you got your, your butt kicked by Averla? 
Uh, actually, both. <laughs> <laughs> actually, both. <laughs> well, you know, we have always enjoyed having you on, uh, and you actually played the Jambalaya game one time. Um, oh, yeah. We, we appreciate, right? We appreciate you, Absolutely. your magnanimous gesture to let us have the Jambalaya game for, for yeah. future guests. Thank we appreciate like it. Thank <laughs> you. We have to figure out what we're going to call the Howard game next because we want, you know, Verla to now take over just everything. <laughs> oh, that's true. Yeah, that's true. I can't even use it anymore. It's Ver- no. Verla one note. All right, I'm going to send both of you down while we say goodbye to Jeremy, if you don't mind. Chat to you guys afterwards. All right. Let me see that. That was fun, Jeremy. That was good. Yeah, yeah, man. Oh my gosh, we both stuck at it, but we have. <laughs> well, you're not kidding. I got one. I think you got more than me, right? Uh, yeah, I got two. Yeah. All right. So that board gamers, that's it for another episode of Gumbo Live. We had a game time, a fun little game uh, drafted by Steve, the name father, presented by Game Toppers LLC. Hey, Jeremy, make your game nights a showstopper when you play on a game topper. Oh wow! Wow. <laughs> What's what's hey, what's happening next wow. to Jeremy Howard? Where can people find you, and what you doing next? Uh, yeah, so uh, you can find me on uh, Man versus People. We I do a live show every week called uh, Solo Sundays with Jambalaya, and uh, we play solo games at three p.m. Central. Uh, last week we played Gloomhaven: Jaws of a Lion. That's on the page right now. Um, I even did a live play last week of Into Deep, which is on Kickstarter right now. Fantastic game, deceptively smart deceptively smart i mean man deceptive two um, things about that game the gameplay looks good and also we talked yeah. about companies that put out games that i, yeah. I got my eye on burnt yeah. island Reliable. games they don't they don't half do it they, they always don't play around man and they pick the right games that's the thing they pick the right games but uh all right so what else did we got going on oh so things that we got going on this week i'll be playing monumental live oh this sunday yep and uh, I'll be playing a solo mode, and then I'll be also playing role player adventures. So, yeah. So we ran out of time. We didn't get to talk about role player adventures. I just I got my I just got my copy in today. So hopefully we're going to get some plays in it. It looks it looks fantastic. So I'm, fantastic. I'm excited about it. You haven't played it yet, or you have? Yes, I have. I actually played it with the team. Well, let's get yeah. you back on the show, and then uh, and we'll talk about it another time. Okay. I'm BJ from Morgan Gumbo, and until next time, Jeremy, no longer Jambalaya, Jeremy. Laissez-le bon temps rouler. Yeah. Thanks for listening. Gumbo Live is produced by BJ Rosa and the name father Steve O'Rourke with editing by Sean Jones. You can find more Board Game Gumbo content by checking out our YouTube channel, Facebook page, and Twitter feed at Board Game Gumbo. Or visit the Board Game Gumbo blog at BoardGameGumbo.com. Hey, this is Patrick. And this is Eric. From Patrick Patrick and Eric Eric in the morning. Join us every now and again for about a half an hour as we freeform chat about whatever's on our minds and how it all relates back to our favorite hobby, board gaming. Patrick and Eric in the morning can be found on the What Did You Play This Week podcast feed and on the Punchboard Media site. Happy listening.